This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning. Live from the laundry room, early in January. Hope you're all awake. We've got a great show today. Bogart's still on assignment. And I'm Paul Kenny from Consignment Heroes. And you might have seen me on Storage Wars with my son, Bogart. And I've also done shows for Vision TV where we tell you what your something's worth. It's a call-in show. So I'm going to give you the phone numbers right away. You can, in case you haven't got a piece of paper, I'm going to... And a pen that both work, I will give them back to you, give you the numbers in a minute as well. 416-360-0740. Or if you're out of town from beautiful someplace in western New York or outside in the western uh, Ontario or eastern Ontario, our numbers are 1-866-740-4740. Actually, I'm looking for a place... Uh, we're looking for houses in uh, expensive houses in Peterborough. Might be hard to get any expensive, but I know Peterborough is a lovely town, and I know there's things for sale there. We have a great show. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, how I saved the client three thousand dollars in one minute. How I saved the client three hundred dollars in two seconds. Um, this is the time of year for downsizing. We're going to be talking to Rick. We're going to be talking with the Cheese Boutique. Our new store at thirty at five St. Regis Crescent North Unit Four. We have moved. Um, I need a used car. I'm going to talk about that later on. Blind Sterling Hollywood. The Royal Canadian Mint is going to cross our path today. Plastic versus wood radios. And you know we never never get through this whole list, but I'm going to try anyway. So. It's going to be a great show, and we're going to give you the price of silver and the price of gold. And you have you have questions, or you have something at home. It's um, you want to sell it. You want to find out its value. You want to know what is value before you should sell it, or you want to find out its value before you give away your hu- husband's uh, comic collection. All these things we can help you with. It might be movie posters. There's a long list of stuff we know. Movie posters, old toys. Um, china sets, glass, silver, lamps, um, garden gnomes, of course, on um, radios, um, records, old comics, sports memorabilia. I mean, the list is, I know a lot of stuff, but you can't find out what I know unless you call, which is 416-360-0740 or 1-866. Seven four zero four seven four zero. A lot of fours, a lot of zeros there. And we're going to be talking the radios, and we're going to be talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to today's show. But we're going to talk to Rick right away here. 
want to get Rick out of the way, and hopefully people call in, or else I get to rant and rave about something. Rick, how are oh, you doing? I'm doing great. How's it going with you? It's good. It's good. It's uh, January. Um, we're still um, on 80% because of our store. Right, uh, right. We want people to come. Yeah. We don't want a lot. It's kind of crazy for advertising. I want you to come, but I don't, a lot, I don't want a lot of you to come yet. That's uh, right. In moderation. <laughs> uh, we're not. We're still um, uh, dealing the gold and silver and anything that fit in an envelope, as I call it. Right. Um, furniture is still we're running out of room a little bit. But yeah, we also yeah. want people if they're downsizing. This is well, a time of year where people are thinking about downsizing. I mean, the kids are gone away. They were over at Christmas time saying, do you want to keep on shoveling the snow? Do you want to keep on uh, mowing the grass? And you're saying, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I want, no. if I could, I'd sell my house and go, go on a trip. We can't go well, on a trip right now. Well, that's ready. the thing. We'll be able to. That's the thing. And, you know, you're talking about downsizing. There's never been a better time to downsize. Because just so you know, from last January to this January, year over year, prices are up 18%. So that okay. means on a million dollar property. Wait a minute, property, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Rick, let's do some yeah. math. Okay. You have a house worth $1 million last January. What's it worth today? Well, now it's worth a couple hundred more, 180000 more to be exact. But that depends. In some cases, it's worth even more. Because don't forget, this is an aggregate uh, average. What they basically do is they, they take everything that's sold, whether it's in a great neighborhood or a bad neighborhood, uh, add it all together, divide by what is sold, and they come up with this number. But that, that number can swing. It, it can go from, say, even up as high as 30%, depending on where you live and, and what you're buying. Now, and who your real estate agent is. And who you have a lot of Because, you know, Paul, we just come to get put a sign people, in your, on your yeah, lawn no. and doesn't do any work. What happens? What happens? Exactly. You know, you've got to hire someone that's there with you side by side and, and you're in constant contact with them. Because, you know, you have to strategize. You know, you have to create an environment where there's action. You have to expose property. We have people coming to see it. And because, you know, like we always say, Paul, the more people come to see the property, the more action we're going to get on offer day because that's the whole point of this. So people yeah. need to call if they're even thinking about it because the market starts to balance out. If we start to see more products, say, come on the spring, which everybody always wants to wait for a spring market, the problem with that, as you know, Paul, well, now that you have more available products, guess what? Prices balance and in some cases correct themselves. So yeah. we need to call today. Speaking of which, Paul, we have a house that I just want to talk about really briefly because I know we've been uh, baiting people with this. We've been talking about it for the last few weeks, but we did list it this week. It is a stunning home. It's a semi-three-bedroom bungalow. And get this, Paul, it's in the Eglinton and Royal York Road area. Now, talk about bragging to your friends where you moved to, okay? And because it's a a semi, it's at a price point where we can get people into this property. We're going to have it priced. We have a price Can I at nine ninety nine. I say something for a minute. I live sure. in that neighborhood. I am seventeen minutes from downtown. There you okay. go. Yeah. I am three minutes from the four oh one. Yeah. I am three minutes from the four twenty seven. Yeah. So wherever I gotta go, I can get there fast. I mean, if you have to go downtown. Well if yeah, you have to go anywhere. If you have to. You know, it's and if you all need the transit, highways without the highway there. point. Go ahead. Yeah, if you need transit, it's right there. If you need a grocery store, it's right there. If you want to drive down to uh, Bloor West Village, it's like a five-minute, six-minute drive, if that. 
and you can go for a walk. And then when things open up again, go grab a coffee, sit in an outdoor cafe. Uh, let me just describe the house really briefly, Paul, because it is a stunning, uh, beautiful home. It needs a little bit of work, but you know what? It's totally worth it. You're talking uh, beautiful hardwood floors, uh, a modern kitchen with granite, all right, and pot lights, uh, and a sliding door that takes you out to the rear. There's a, a custom crown molding with a modern bathroom that's been totally renovated with a jacuzzi tub. And a skylight. Now, where have you ever seen a skylight on the bathroom, Paul? That means, you know, you can have the sunshine coming in all day long. Um, and, you know, it's on a spectacular 155-foot lot. Uh, we've never seen anything like this, and we're urging people, now's the time to buy. Because, you know, we don't know what, what the future holds. Uh, there's nothing available out there. And we'll help our, our clients buy the property. Because, you know, we do provide the mortgage, or, or at least at the very least, help them get the mortgage. Whether they've had bad credit, no credit, uh, maybe they've lost their job this year, there's no reason not to buy, and we're here for them 24-7. I always answer my calls, Paul, if I don't answer it right away. Uh, I call them back within a few minutes. They can call you directly. Uh, so give out your phone number at some point. I'll give out mine because they need to call me on this one, Paul, because uh, we've had such a busy week with it. Uh, we're averaging eight, nine uh, showings per day. Uh, it's not going to last, so they need to call. Uh, I can be reached anytime at 416-258-3972, Paul. Great, great. And, like, we help declutter here. You've got the house ready for us, We're going to be helping the person uh, move. Mm -hmm. We're going to be... If they pick another place, say say it's up in Collingwood, and they want, I think we actually we're looking for a place up in we're Collingwood. We're looking for a place in Collingwood. So if clients. anybody listening right now has a place in Collingwood, give us a call. Yeah, yeah, no, I say that because a lot of people, and we're going to help them buy. Now, here's a case where we wear a different hat. You wear a different hat. In one right. case, you're trying to get the customer, the client, the best price they can for their property. Yeah. On the other one, if they're buying a property, this is why they need a professional in their corner, because you want to pay the lowest price for it. That's right. So you need That's a pro right. Unless you're an expert at negotiating, and we all think we are, but yep. some of us are wrong. On, uh, <laughs> But um, you need someone, you need a professional to help you buy another location. And exactly. in this case here, we're actually going to move the people. Okay, yeah. so yeah. we're a complete service. A lot of people don't realize this. It's like, oh, let's move. Now, those are really two short sentences. No, it's only one yeah. short sentence. Let's yeah. move. Yeah. But, and there's a lot more work involved with it, and you don't need the stress. The last time you probably moved, you were 27 years old and moving into your new house, and that yeah. was 45 years ago. Exactly. At that time, who cared about anything? You could stay up until midnight and not have to worry about it. Right. up all night. But my yeah. point is that we were a lot younger before, and right. stress didn't matter. Plus, we didn't care, and we didn't know what we were in for. Yeah. In this case here, who needs the stress? No, exactly. And like I say, we move all the time. Yeah. We know what we're doing. It's, we it's what we do anyway. Yeah. You got that house ready, Paul. I, I have to tell you, unbelievable. You know, uh, you decluttered it. You moved the stuff away. Uh, you got the house ready for sale. And then once we sell this house, you're going to get it uh, sold ready for the next person buying. In other words, yeah. delivery ready. And then you're going to help move the client to their next place, whether it's uh, whether you need to store the stuff or move it to their next home. You're there to do it all. Yeah. There are some people who want to work who have not got this idea of retirement 
down pat yet, and they yeah. still want to fill their day with grueling work. Exactly. But those other people, we're there to help them, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Rick. My pleasure. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Make sure these people call you in before we got it solved. Okay. Exactly. Thank you, Rick. Now, we're going to go to Elizabeth in Burlington before I get to rant. Uh, the numbers here are, um, well, I'll get those later, um, 416, get a piece of paper, get a pen, make sure they both work, because we have a lot of information today. I mean a lot. And, well, we have a lot if I get to say what I want to say. Our one eight six. if you're out of town, one eight six six seven four zero and some other numbers. Okay, Elizabeth, how are you doing? You would think I would know this. We lost Elizabeth and we lost that. Okay, I'm going to go to Carol. Hopefully Elizabeth calls me back. Here we am. Am I going to Carol? Hello? Carol, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Working too hard for too little, but I'll survive. I'm trying to leave this club. Like all how of us. How can I help you? I have a 1942, I think it's brass. It's a nickel. Yep, it's called those combat. Oh, and it okay. is it is because during the war, um, the uh, nickel was a strategic metal that could only be used for certain things, and so they had to take stop making them out of nickel, and they made them out of what you're calling the brass, the brass right now. Okay, mm-hmm. now here's the problem with this. I'm going to say this is kind of it, it happens all the time, and I want to say this because you know how we had the nickel with the beaver on, right? Yeah. And uh, people would say, oh, yeah, you get in your change. Yeah, you go and spend it. So when you get one of these strange nickels that's brown and not nickel colored, you save it. And people put them away. The same way they, when uh, uh, the 1973 Mountie was on the quarter instead of the moose, people put those away. And the same happened when you got a silver dollar, changes to 19, uh, state of 1958 silver dollar with a totem pole on it. Or the 1964. Charlottetown good dollars. People don't spend them. They think they're going to be worth more later. And what happens is, there's a lot of them. So I've got a collection in, and it'll have 1955, 56, 63s, and there'll be a whole stack of 1958s for the totem pole because they put them away all the time. Or in this case, what you did, it's only a nickel, you put away the Tombak nickel. So what happens is, going to the rules of supply and demand, um, they're not worth as much. Now, we sell a whole roll of Tombak nickels, I think, for 10 to $15, so it's 40 in it. Now, it's worth more than 5 cents, but it's not worth a ton. And the same thing happened. And we, were, we were putting away nickels a long time here because you remember the nickels with a V for victory on them? People put those away, and they were chrome-colored. And um, things like this happen. And um, they think they're going to be special. They're not really that special. They make as many nickels in 1942 as they're going to make in 1945, 48. And so there's the same amount out there, but people think they're special. Okay. Can I just spend it as a nickel then? No, you know, your grandkids or some of you like. Oh, yeah. You don't like. Give it to them. Tell them the story. Tell them it's a wartime nickel. You know something? We don't pass down these stories. The teachers in school aren't passing down these stories because they don't even know. But we got to tell. we got we got to tell our kids. 
Someone said that. I will give it to my grandson who's interested in the Second World War. Yeah. And tell him, you know, some, just some capacity over here. Go play your video game. Make him sit down and tell him the story behind it. Even if you've got to Google it, you can just say, hey, let's Google and find out what about this Tomback nickel. Tomback okay. is it called? It's called Tomback, T-O-M-B-A-C. Okay. Other things like this, you know, your kids will teach you about the computer if you ask them questions and say, I'd like to know about this. Where can we find out? And your kids will say, ah, Grandma. And they say, no, I really want to find out. Let's go to the computer. And they know about the computer. So they'll teach you about the computer, and you can teach them about Tom Beck Nichols. How's that? Sounds like a lovely thing to be doing. I shall get to that today. Thank you. Have a Thank good day. You. I have a smile on my face right now just thinking about that because I got my grandkids. They don't know what they're in for as soon as they learn to speak English. Okay. <laughs> um, we're going to go to Elizabeth. No, no. We're going to go to Elizabeth after we come back from our break from Friends of the Show. And our number here, if you want to call in, is 416-360-0740 or out of town, one 740 Four seven four zero, and we'll be right back with Elizabeth from Burlington, and we're also going to be talking about buying silver and the Royal Canadian Mint. Thanks. The following is a paid program. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. The countdown is on to the grand opening of one of the largest consignment stores in Canada. Almost 13,000 square feet of space to auction, consign and sell. Paul Kenny now has the room to carry and display a wide variety of items that you won't find anywhere else. Selling your home? Is it filled with stuff? Stuff you don't want? Paul will take care of everything. Call him at 647-298-8989. And check out his brand new, one-of-a-kind specialty store at 5 St. Regis Crescent North, Unit 4 in North York. Consignment Heroes, a division of Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. From Consignment Heroes and uh, Storage Wars Canada and uh, Vision TV and uh, Risky Business. I guess I can't keep a job. I don't know what it is. No, well, before we go and go talk to Elizabeth, what I want to do is I'm going to give a little blurb here about radios. Now, there's two things. One, 
is there's a wonderful museum down here now that's open at Zuma Radio. Uh, we are going to go to Elizabeth, but in a second. On um, one, we have um, plastic radios versus the wooden radios. I want people to email me during the week some questions on this because you got Fatters and Emersons that are worth 3000 and your wood radios are worth 200 Okay, you can see the difference on some of these. I know I'm glossing over this right now, but I want you to, you're going to have old radios at home. I want you to think of some pictures. You can email me at T gold silver coins with an S at gmail.com. You can also, I've got an expert who I did some work with, and I did work on Vision TV with him, and he has a fantastic collection. And what he'll do is go and give me the right answer to some of these questions. <laughs> but I have Emerson radios. I just saw them. I said, you don't ask me to get the old wooden radio at home and it's fifty, a hundred, two hundred dollars. But these fatty plastic radios from uh Fatties and Emerson's, these deco ones are worth two, three, five thousand dollars. So if you have questions on this during the week, I want you to email me and I'm gonna get in touch with them. I might have my bring my friend on next week to ask answer some questions about radios. Now we're gonna to go to Elizabeth. Elizabeth and Burlington. I think we are. Can we go to Elizabeth and Burlington? Maybe not. Okay. And Elizabeth and Burlington, we'll come back. Oh, Elizabeth, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How about you? Ah, uh, doing good, actually. There's no snow on the ground. That means I don't have to plow it. Go ahead. I have uh, over $300 in old bills and $1 bills, brand new, that and consecutively numbered. I have um, old postcards from the 40s on. Okay. Old stamps and cups and saucers and some watches. Well, a couple things. I can come and see you. I've been double back to get my third shot on Tuesday, hopefully. And I got stories about trying to get vaccinations. It's almost crazy some of the things going on. But your um, consecutive bills. If they're from the when see when we came in with the loony and the tuning, people started putting their wood their paper money away. <coughs> so there's a lot of it out there. Now we put in the auction, we will get more than you'll get from the bank from us. And especially if it's in mint shape. But it's not worth a tremendous amount more. What you want to find on an old two dollar bill or an old one dollar bill or any bill at all is um a little asterisk. You know what an asterisk is? That's a little like a star-like thing. Yeah, I think that I've got is. one. I've uh, got one like that, and I've got uh, one that at the top it just says, I forget the date. Say eighteen forty-seven to nineteen forty-seven. That's all it's got on there. It doesn't have any numbers. Yeah, no, that was when the government just decided that our money was truly worthless, and um, they made this money. See, I'm going to go back one second just for the uh, asterisk notes. That's when we thought our money was actually worth something. So if they had a bad bill, they would take it out. Like they're going, look, you have the guy working there, looking at all the bills, making sure they're all perfect, sitting in front of his press. Oh, he sees a bad one. He pulls it out, and they put another bill in with the asterisk. It's called a replacement note. Some people collect the replacement notes because they didn't make less of them. So that's when we were considering that our money was actually, we actually, it actually had value. I mean, you can't get a cup of coffee for a dollar today. Yeah, and I've got, cool. like, uh, an old Bank of Commerce. Uh, oh. I think it's a dollar bill or whatever. A great yeah. big one, like, you know. 
Now, those are worth money, and yes, those are the charter banknotes. Mm-hmm. And if you have anything with a king on, it's generally worth money. And the queen ones with the devil's face. Unfortunately, it's on a radio show. It's really hard for me to explain what to look for. But if you came into our shop, we will go through it, and we'll even show you the guide on so we're trying to be transparent. We'll tell you which ones are worth and which ones aren't. With, as opposed to gold and silver, we tell people not to put into auction unless it's very special gold. Um, the bills should go into auction, okay? And we can buy them, or you can put them into an auction, and we have a coin auction about once a month. Now, your bills, they'll sell better if they're consecutive, they'll sell better if they're in better shape, and they'll sell better if they're older, because people are trying to collect those. You know the banks, the Royal Canadian as mad as it is in every other way, actually knows how many of those commerce notes are out there that haven't been returned. <coughs> They're keeping track of them. And it's different from other countries. I want to say this because last year there was that big scare about, oh, your $1,000 bills, you find them, they're not going to be worth anything. Yes, they are. I'm very, I don't think there's any bills that have the queen on them that or the king and that, or any of the royal family, that are not worth what they were in the beginning. And I can say that that's different. I want people to understand this. <clears throat> if you went to Switzerland and your parents or grandparents had a mattress full of um, Swiss money, and it's before 1974, it is worth nothing. If you found money in Canada in the mattress from 1974, it is still redeemable at the bank right up to $1,000 bills, mm-hmm. okay? Even the $500 bills are worth about $50,000, so we don't want to go there. There's not many out there. But my point is, no matter what your kids say, I read this in the newspaper or I heard this on radio, it's wrong. It was like a, just a slow news day, and a couple of reporters didn't get their facts right, okay? You can still, you can't go to Tim Hortons and buy your coffee with a $1,000 bill, but you can still trade it in and get your $1,000 in your account. Okay, I want to point this out, because a lot of people, people go to these house calls, and I, I got one guy, says, I bought all these $100 bills for $50 because the lady didn't think they're worth anything. They are worth some. Don't let someone fool you on this, okay? This is important. There are people out there who have different stories. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a cough. But, and in this case here, uh, your postcards, I'm going to go back on to your postcards next. Your postcards after 1940, unless it's really special, they're not, we put them in auction, don't get a lot. The best time for collecting sports cards, I mean postcards, is before World War One. Before when? Off note there, yes. I'm sorry, and I didn't hear that last part. They're before World War One, before 1914. Okay. Oh. And the best one. Yeah, I think I've got. I uh, yes, I think I've got a couple of those. Yeah. Now those the best ones are those. And not your Merry Christmas, St. Patrick's Day. They're mainly postcards of pictures of downtown or events. Uh, yeah. The, okay. Uh, like little. Yeah, I've got some of old Uxbridge. I think I've got a couple of Toronto. Uxbridge might be a fifty-dollar postcard. Okay. Mm-hmm. <coughs> now. So we can we can see them. We we'll separate the good ones from the bad ones. And um, your bills, your stamps are generally not worth anything. I don't think my grand my son has never used a stamp. My grandson will never know what they are. 
Okay. How about the coins? They've got all kinds of pennies and all stuff. Pennies like are we buy my best story. I got a story. I, got, I haven't told him in a while, but the guy who called when I first opened my store, this is a long time ago, and a guy calls in and says, "Do you buy pennies?" And I says, "Yes." Songs are sorted by year. <laughs> he hangs up. <laughs> Calls me back eight months later. He says, "Do you still buy?" I said, "Yeah, we still buy pennies." And he says, uh, "The guy sorted." Yeah, I know the guy be sorted by year. He's got three hundred thousand of them. Oh my gosh! Then I tell him we pay two cents each. <laughs> so the story didn't end well, not for him. We did. <laughs> it was just we didn't ask all the right questions at the beginning. So on, uh, we do buy your nickels and pennies. We'll take in. Plus, any of the pay, anything over a dime before 1966 is made out of silver. At the end of the show, or even before that, Mike, I'll be giving you the price of silver by coin, and if you've got silver sterling, and we even buy silver plate. Okay, we buy any any of the precious metals. Yeah, I've got some, yeah, I've got some silver plate too, and I've got a lot of old stamps, stamps still on the envelopes and all that. Don't be planning a vacation to downtown Oakville with the money you get from the stamps, okay? So you can hang on, give your number to my producer, or you can call me at the store, 905-737-4653. Yeah, we'll arrange to see you in Brad in Burlington, or you can come to our place, one yeah. or the other, whichever you feel safer. You're We're not you're not interested in coming in because I don't have a vehicle, and I'm. Well, I guess early. I'm seeing you, so you better you better give them the right address, and I'll get back to you in the next couple of days, or you can call me at my store. Remind me because my memory's good; it's just short. Okay. You can thank you very much for the call, Elizabeth. You'll be interested in coming in. Pardon? Would you be interested in coming in the house? Yes, I can. I'll make sure we're both safe. Okay. I have both to give you that mask. call. Yeah. And I'll keep my distance, okay? Okay, doke. Thank you Thank kindly. You keep safe. You too. Be safe. That's Bye. the important thing. Be safe. Thank you. <coughs> now, we're going to be, i got to talk about, you know this is the time of the show that I talk about the Cheese Boutique. Okay. Now, the Cheese Boutique, one of my favorite places, one of my favorite friends of the show. <coughs> Wish I had a cough medicine. No. That's from my medicine I take. Makes me cough the last three years. Um, 45, Cheese Boutique, 45 Ripley. And I know I talk about them every week. And I know that people have been down there. And they say thank you for uh, advising us. The Cheese Boutique thanks me for saying the people down there. The people who go down there are really, really happy. they got all those choices. I imagine some people who are opening up their Christmas baskets after Christmas, and they had Cheese Boutique products in there, where did you get this stuff? And people said, I guess it's a secret. I'm not telling you. But if you're listening here, I'll tell you they got these presents at the Cheese Boutique. 45 Ripley Avenue, the best cheese store in Toronto. That's one I know of, and I know a lot of Toronto. Then the thing is, I know they still have, but before, during the, this, pen, this um, blip in history, they would do deliveries. So if you call, and I think you can buy it with $75, you call... 416-762-6292. Or just go to Cheese Boutique on uh, 
on the computer. I know if you don't have know how to use a computer, get your grandson to tell you, or get your son to tell you how to use a computer here. They have all the best sauces. I found sauces there I couldn't find anywhere else. I found they have vinegars, some uh, balsamic vinegars. My wife raves about me. She says, well, I want to make her happy, and I want to, you know, say, here's some balsamic vinegar. And she's very happy. And then we also they have cheeses. They got meats. They got sandwiches. <clears throat> they got stuff. And says, you know, I see this on commercials, or I see this in restaurants, and I always wonder where they got it. A lot of restaurants go to places like the Cheese Boutique to get their cheeses, those specialty foods. These are, this is not your big box store experience, okay? If you're looking for a store with nine cheeses and three, uh, three uh, cream cheeses and something else, and all expensive and all looking the same as every other place, this is not it, okay? Cheese Boutique is for specialty stuff. This is the stuff you want to treat yourself. Or you say, I just, not, not treat yourself, I deserve the best. Go to the Cheese Boutique, 45 Ripley Avenue, and they also did a show. I mean, I keep on saying this. These guys are such experts. The staff is experts. Ephraim, they've done, Ephraim and Agam have done a show on cheese. I think six shows. And they're doing more shows on cheese. So they, they, they have forgotten more about cheese than we'll ever know. But if you need to know something good, you want to go to a good place, Cheese Boutique, 45 Ripley Avenue. A good friend of the show. Thank you. <clears throat> so we're going to get, we're going to, before I rant and rave about something else, we're a call-in show about stuff. You want to know about stuff? Or you got a story about stuff? Or you want me to tell you a story about stuff? You got to call 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Now, I'm going to tell you about how we saved a client. This is a short story. It only took me a minute to do it. Client comes in with a Mickey Mail card. Maybe we're two hundred thousand. Maybe we're three hundred. Maybe we're five hundred thousand. Or it was a fake and it was worth nothing. Now here's the problem with these fakes. You think you got a good card. You send it in to get appraised. You got to get graded at uh, at PSA, and you pay your three thousand dollars to get it graded. It ends up being a fake. Guess what happens to your three thousand dollars? You don't get it back. You've lost three thousand dollars. So I saved the client because this card was fake, three thousand dollars for getting it. I said, no, don't send it in. Now it's not on, and I'm not saying it's fake so I can get it here. It's fake, but I'll still buy it off. You know, we do not want to have fakes. Almost two days later, a guy comes in with a Gretzky. <coughs> this happened yesterday, and the guy has uh, a fake Gretzky because it's going to cost three hundred dollars to grade it. Really nice. I tell him in like one second. I said. This is fake. It's not. It's fugazi. There's a lot of different ways to say this. It's no good. Is um, and they don't have reprint on. They don't say fake on them. You got to know. It would have cost him three hundred dollars. He came in. So I want to get this graded. Says, no, you don't. This is a fake card. So it saved him three. No, but did I tell you this three thousand was U.S. Not even Canadian. U.S. They charge you, and the three hundred dollars is U.S. plus the shipping. <coughs> I don't even know if they send you back the big ones. But in, in a case like this, it's not like there's some places, if they don't know what they're doing, they're trying to fool you and say, oh, it's fake, but, uh, you know, just take you out of it. I'll, I'll give you $20. Don't sell it. Don't do it. They say it's fake, get a second opinion. 
That person says, fake the throat away. Okay? <coughs> but this is important that if you're getting stuff graded, lobbyists, oh, I can just get it graded. No, I suppose sometimes they're not worth getting graded because of the condition of the card. Sometimes it's not worth it because it's fake. Okay? And sometimes you, we will pay for the real ones. We do do this. So, right now, we'll be back. Our number here is 416-860-0740. We'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. The countdown is on to the grand opening of one of the largest consignment stores in Canada. Almost 13,000 square feet of space to auction, consign, and sell. Paul Kenny now has the room to carry and display a wide variety of items that you won't find anywhere else. Selling your home? Is it filled with stuff? Stuff you don't want? Paul will take care of everything. Call him at 647-298-8989. And check out his brand new, one-of-a-kind specialty store at 5 St. Regis Crescent North, Unit 4 in North York. Consignment Heroes, a division of Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. Okay, back. Back in the laundry room. I'm Paul Kenny from Consignment Heroes, Toronto Gold and Silver. Uh, we used to be in Richmond Hill. And uh, I keep on saying the best. Golden Silver Shop in Richmond Hill, left Richmond Hill. <coughs> and now we're down at um, 5, St. Regis Crescent North, uh, Unit 4. By this in the Keel and Finch area. You can actually work two blocks from the subway station. I just found this out the other day. And um, But our, first, our number here is 416-360-0740. I know you got questions out there. You're sitting there and I want to say, what's this cup and saucer worth? Where's the best way to sell this? Should I auction? Should I be selling it? Should I be confining it? Should I be donating it? There's a lot of different things you want to do if you're downsizing. This is a tough decision. We know this. Plus, one thing, and you keep on hearing this, the kids don't want it. They have, how many times do they say that? <coughs> you see, do you want it? They say, no, we got no place for it, Mom. Or dad, or whatever. We just the big thing is we don't want it. We don't have any place for it. Might have been important to you. We don't care. But if you're an executor of an estate, 
And you just said, and the, the person said, uh, let the kids or the grandkids have what they want. You'll be surprised how many of them have changed their tune from, we don't want it, to what can we get? And they'll show up. I remember this. I remember that. I want this. It was a sterling tea set. Ah, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to start drinking tea soon, so we should drink it out of a sterling tea set. <coughs> or that Marano, uh, uh, sorry, um, yeah, Warcroft uh, lamps. Ah, we actually have a place for those now. We didn't have it before. And all the, they want to sell it, which is okay. But you should use us to go in before this happens. If you're an executor, price it all up. Because you don't want, you know, uh, Alice, the niece, getting something for $3 and uh, yeah, and uh, their uncle getting something for $4,000. I mean, you can divide up whoever you want, but there's got to be a little bit of fairness going on here. Especially if it comes into a free-for-all, you know, the first person there will be trying to get the best. I want this. I want that. You know, it's like they, they, all of a sudden they turn into five-year-old kids. I want to, I want to, I want to. And this happens a lot. Until it happens, you can't be prepared for it. Unless you let us go through first. I do charge a bit for this, <coughs> but it'll take take a lot of pressure off you as an executive, knowing that that's a fifteen thousand dollar painting or that's a fifty dollar painting, and you don't care who takes it. You know what I mean? If it makes them happy, you know they would have made the uh, you know your client happy on this. So, but there's a difference on and safety deposit boxes. We tell people, and it was not appraisal like, if we're doing gold, we tell people, never get your gold appraised. I don't know how to say this without sounding stupid. You want to know what it's worth, but you don't want to bring it into an appraisal company that will charge you $50 to tell you it's got $371 of the gold in it. You don't need that. If you've got diamonds, <coughs> even your old grandma's jewelry, because it's old doesn't mean it's worth something. I will tell you, I will advise you to what you should get appraised, even in gold and silver and jewelry. Don't do it on your own because you have 61 pieces and it'll charge you $50 each. That's $3,000 you're never getting back. Never. Ever. You might get lucky. You might have really good stuff. But most of the time, you need someone to tell you what to get appraised and what not to get appraised. Even if you don't sell it up. We'll tell you, don't get this appraised. This is a gold watch, a gold uh, bracelet that weighs so many ounces. This is what it is worth in gold. That's it. And, uh, but you'll see the kids come up. They'll come out like vultures. And they'll go for the weirdest stuff. Now, one person will will genuinely remember something as a kid. And they want that. There are other ones that say, oh, geez, I can bring this down to that guy that says, oh, yeah. And he'll give me uh, something for it. So I better do it. And you'd rather have them knowing that this bracelet that they're going to bring down to the guy who says, oh, yeah, is worth $3,000 and not the $300 he's going to offer you. I've been there. <coughs> I've done the secret shopping. I've gone down there. I've never gotten, he's never offered me more than 50% of what something was worth. He says I pay you 80 there's anything saying I pay you 80 and actually do it. That's why we give you the numbers at the end of the show. We educate you. We try. Um, I'd like to get the business. I want to make some money. I don't want to retire on you. I want to make some money. 
But if you don't take it from me, you take it to someone else, I want you to get your right price for it. If you live in London, Ontario, you can go down to London and go buy it. There are good guys down there. But I'm saying that if you go down there it's, and you've got $20 worth of gold, you don't bring it up to me in Toronto. But if you've got $5,000 worth of gold, you might want to see me if you're in Hamilton, Guelph, Ajax, whatever. It's worth the trip if you have a lot. You don't know what's a lot unless you get one of those little scales. And I, I'll run you through this at the end of the show. <coughs> Excuse me. Good idea to listen. Okay. I want to talk to Mary in Brampton. Mary, you're out. You're, you, you, as soon as you said eight boxes, you had me. As soon as you said comic books, you really had me. What do you okay. got? Hi there. How can I help you? Okay. So, yes, I have... Um nine boxes of, you know, LCBO size of comic books. Uh, okay. And they, they start from around nine, um, well, I say 1948, 1950. And it's a mixture of all kinds from, uh, you know, Superman, uh, Little Lulu, you name it, a whole variety. And, okay. I'm re- and I'm ready to get rid of them, and I'm not sure how to start. <laughs> okay, here's a couple of things that I want I don't want to sound condescending or, but in that, I always tell people that more than, comic books are uh, condition sensitive, number one. Number two is your those ages might be brittle. <coughs> now, more damage is done in the first 10 minutes that someone's discovered something than the 30 years it sat up there in the cupboard. So I tell people, just let an expert go through them. Okay, which is me. That's that's me saying I'm a good guy. But I want to make sure they end up in good condition. Now, I don't know if they're in plastic bags or if they're just sitting there. On um, If you've come out of the 50s, there's a lot of surprises out of the 50s. Okay. Little Lulu is not going to be so good. Your Superman will be great. If you've gone into, like, uh, 1961... Spider-Man just sold for a little over a million. Would that change your life? A million dollars. Well, they're all individually wrapped. Well, all I'd say about 80% are individually wrapped in in plastic uh, sleeves. Um, And and some of them are in excellent shape, and others, you can tell they've been read several times. So there's a mixture of really good ones and a mixture of not so good. Mary? You should come down to my shop, all right? I'm out near Brampton. I live in the west end of Toronto. I live near that house we're selling in uh, near Scarlet Road in Eglinton. So I would like to see them, give me an idea of where you should go with them. But if you've got books out of the 50s, you don't need a whole lot of them. You've got nine boxes. It's more of the luck of the draw. If you've got that many, it's a good chance some are going to be worth a lot of money. Now, you know the story. I got, I got a little bit of time for this. Um, you know, you ever watch Storage Wars? Um, sometimes, off and on. Okay. Yep. Well, Roy, who was one of the characters on, I've told this story before, but Roy on the show one day calls me up, and um, he's asking me a bunch of dumb questions. I answer him. But then he says, do you buy comic books? I say, yeah, they're Superman out of the 50s, 10 cent and 12 cent. So... We go out there, and uh, he said, it's an auction. So I get in there, and Roy says, we're partners. I say, okay. So first book I buy for $1,700. Okay. 
um, innocent in auction. Now, that seems like a lot of money, but I'm going to wait to the end of this story. Next book I bought for 3500 or 3400 Roy says, you're crazy. And I says, yeah, probably. And my wife tells me that anyway. She says, we're no longer partners, but I'm good for what we bought. Next book I buy for $700, and I keep on buying. So the first book I buy at the auction, I was willing to go to 10000 Roy was freaked out if I did that. We sold it for $32,000 at an auction. Now, so seventeen is a lot of money for nothing. It's not a lot of money compared to 32000 So right. the second book with Roy, we was missing a page. We only got our money back. The third book that Roy was no longer partners with me, I bought for $700, and I got $33,400 for it. One book, one comic, 1958. Okay? And I continued to buy out of sale. Now, the difference between me buying at an auction, there was no one to bid against me, so I couldn't pay any more if I wanted to. <clears throat> but if I'm working for you, we will tell you what they're worth, what we can get for them, and how we can do it from there, okay? So if you've so, got good books, we will tell you. We'll tell you the best way to do it. And the books that we should or should not get graded, if they're in good, some are in good shape. <laughs> you wouldn't know some of the books. <laughs> and so the, fir- the first thing you would you would go through them and pull out the ones that are more valuable. Um, oh yeah, and- no no, okay. and we'll bag them up and she would. No no, I would tell you that. No, that's how we do it. And we um, and the ones that would be there's a grading process sometimes if you've got big enough books. Now I'm just saying I don't know what's there yet, but it's Superman's good. Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, much better. Okay, and the difference is, and even if they're in bad shape, a bad shape AF fifteen, which is amazing, Fantasy fifteen, is still worth five thousand dollars. And that's if two elephants had a tap dancing contest on it. It's a tie, and they did it again. And that's how bad condition the book is. It's still worth five thousand dollars. I also have some that are called Classics Illustrated. They're not very good. Full run. And some of the earlier prints or the ones from Canada are, I'm fully, I had one, I had a comic book shop, I had five comic book shops in 1970. So, uh, even Classic Illustrated, since 1970, I do not believe have gone up in price. <clears throat> and the main reason is that they kept on printing them, okay? Mm-hmm. But I'm running out of show here, so, Mary, so, yeah, Mary, give your number to my producer, I'll call you, talk to you off air. Or you can call me at 647-298-8989. Okay? Okay. Because I, I can see this sooner I see them, the sooner I can start working on them. But you could have, it might be nothing, but nine boxes, only a thousand. It could be 200,000. Okay? Okay. So let me go through them. I'll tell you what, what's good and what's bad, what we have to look at. I've been doing it a long time, but... The difference is when I'm working for you, it's not me at an auction. Okay? Sorry, say that again? When I'm working for you, I'm working for you. I'm okay. not working at an auction. An auction, I'm trying. I'm like a picker who tries to buy it as cheap as possible. <clears throat> That's not my case. If you do want to sell them, I'll tell you. Well, I'll give you three options. I'll say, here's what happens if we can sign them. Here's what happens if we may auction them. And here's what happens if I buy them. Okay, if I buy them, I'm going to say this ahead of time, is I will, I take the, 
your risk becomes my risk. If we're consigning them, uh, we'll get the most amount of money uh, because I'm working with you. And auction, it's, I'll have to know the right auctions. I will tell you, some, that's a rare thing when something has to go in auction, okay? But we'll talk later, and I can help you for sure. Okay. Excuse me. Now, i got to go. Thank you, Mary, and give me your number to producer. So, we're going to silver and gold prices. I wanted to talk about the mint, but the comic books took over. Um, the Royal Canadian Mint, um, I want to give the price of gold and so silver. Gold right now, Canadian money, 2273 Silver is 2839 Now, I really mean this when I say it. I, I, I want to make money, but I don't have to get all the money in the world. I want you to, before you sell your gold and silver, go to your big box store like a Home Depot or Canadian Tire. Do not, do not buy from Amazon because they're not local. I want you to buy local. We're still, even more so now, and I, because I've even encountered some of my local friends who are in business, I want you to buy local. Um, you don't have to, but spend those extra 10 seconds and buy from your neighbor. You know, he's your neighbor. And he might buy from his neighbor who buys from someone else. Okay? So, I'm going to gold and silver price. But get one of those little scales. <clears throat> They're not legal, but it'll give you an idea. If they can read, they can weigh a couple of strawberries, tell me calories, they'll tell you how much your gold weighs, okay? It's set on grams, not grain. Because if you don't sell it to me, you sell it to someone else. I want you to know what you're selling. So, you get one of those little scales. We're paying right now for one gram, one gram of 10 karat gold, and so they'll say 10 karat on or say 417. We're paying $25.37. We're paying for 18, 14 karat gold, one gram, thirty-five eighty. So if you had a hundred grams, I'm going to pay you uh, thirty-five hundred and eighty dollars. Figure this out, okay? My shop number is uh, here um, is nine zero five seven three seven four six five three. You can call me for the latest price. Eighteen karat gold is forty-six zero five. That's not what it's worth. That's what I'm going to pay you. Because other guys, some of these guys downtown and stuff say, oh, he doesn't pay that. Try me. I'll give you the price. Here's what I'm paying. Silver, silver is fourteen fifty six per dollar. Silver's taking a real hit in the last couple of days. <clears throat> We're 69 cents a gram. Okay? We also buy silver plate. Yeah, yeah, I know. The stuff you got when you got married in 1968. You've never used it. It's sitting in a closet. It tarnishes, and sometimes you feel stupid. You want to, oh, I better sign it up in case Uncle Albert comes over and sees I'm respecting the silver plate. And it takes an hour to do it up. You clean it, and three years later, it's tarnished again. Makes you mad. But we buy the silver plate. So you don't have to clean it anymore. Now, my story, I want to talk. I didn't get to talk. I also told you I need a new, a new car. Trying to buy a four-door uh, van. My wife wants to get a car. I might as well use the show because I can't get one anywhere else. <clears throat> Next week, we're going to talk about the Royal Canadian Mint. i got a big story on them. And I wish the S, uh, S5 or whatever, 5W did a show on them. Um, we, our store is at 5 St. Regis Crescent North. 
if you're downsizing, call us now. We're running out of time. You're going to call me and say, I got no cruise for two weeks. You want to sell your house? Sell it now. I can't overemphasize. You know what will happen? There's two things will happen when you try to sell it now. One, no one will offer you enough and you say, I want to hang on. Okay, you can work with that. The other one is, they give you more money than you can actually possibly by winning a lottery. Go for the lottery ticket. Thank you for letting us into your home. Thank you for all the frontline workers. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.